What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well, doing excellent, and taking care of yourselves. So today, I wanted to bring a brand new story. That's what I love doing. I love bringing you guys new information that I find uh, and talking about it and seeing what you guys think. So I came across this really awesome brand new episode on Gaia, and it has to do with a brand new whistleblower uh, who worked for the Defense Intelligence Agency. Uh, many of you know what that is. Um, it's it's basically the CIA for for strictly for defense, and a lot of people link the DIA with um, alien abduction information. Um, cutting edge, bleeding edge, uh, technology and, you know, uh, heart, you know, anything from like the harp program, taking over the, the environment, uh, and utilizing sound waves to manipulate things to all kinds of stuff. But that's not the point. My point is today is to talk about this new whistleblower, Anjali. And, uh, she, she is, uh, going under a fake name, uh, because she wants to protect her identity, although she she went on camera. So I mean, she she went on camera, and, and you know, she's just going by Angeli. Um, a lot of these folks that are whistleblowers, they don't want their full name getting kind of published on Google, so that like you know, th- that their cover's blown basically, right? Um, but what is really interesting is she is an alien contactee. She actually encountered up to forty different alien species, and she worked for the government. So this is really, really, really cool because it's not just a civilian, which nothing wrong with that, but this lady also has government ties, which give her, you know, some extra, extra credence, also some extra training in, in how to be critical of what she sees, how she describes it. And this woman, you know, you would think, you know, anybody that's been through military training would be very rigid, very structured, um, you know, maybe even militaristic to some degree, uh, not always, but, um, you know, very, very rigid. But um, they in this episode, there was three individuals. There was Emery Smith, there was Anjali, and, who was part of the DIA, and also Richard Doty, who was a previous DIA uh, agent. And so... We have some high-level whistleblowers, all three of them. Uh, Emery was the host. And she, man, I'll tell you what, this this episode was so cool because this woman was so passionate. So passionate about what she saw, who she encountered, what their message was, and why why she's here. It's truly, truly mind-blowing. It has everything from uh, out-of-body experiences to... 
uh, taking consciousness out of the body and potentially placing it in another body, um, encountering uh, tall whites, uh, an alien who's lavender in color, and just much, much more. So let me get into it. So um, how this all kind of started was she was a contractor for the DIA. And she, by by some luck of the draw, you know, encountered someone who was also interested in aliens outside of the DIA. And he said, hey, you know, I, I've, I've had contact. Uh, I, I know... You know you're interested in aliens. Would you like to? Would you like to meet them? And you know, the intelligence agency works in really weird ways. Back in the day, if they wanted to like get you on board, they would do really, really like, uh, what's the word? Um, not deceitful, but like incognito ways of like communicating with you. Like they'd have. They'd call you on the phone, like back when there were phone, <laughs> regular phones, wall phones, and they'd say, hey, go outside your hotel room at 8.15 and look for the man who has the newspaper under his left arm. Go sit next to him, and then when he gets up, we will pick you up. You know, like all these like weird instructions. So for her to be encountering somebody that was also interested in aliens and also working for the DIA, you know, the, these guys all run in the same circles. Now, she says that she wasn't aware that, of any office that the DIA uh, had that was investigating aliens. Richard Doty asked her, he said, hey, you, you know, are, are you aware of that? I am. I'm aware of that. <laughs> because it's everything is compartmentalized in these alphabet soup agencies. But uh, she wasn't aware. But she did engage this this individual, and he stated that he's been in contact with these aliens uh, through um, telepathy, and he's encountered them. And he actually um, he lived next to a mountain range uh, where he saw a lot of UFOs flying in and out of. They started to communicate with him tele telepathically, and uh, he built an entrance into their uh, their base. Uh, from his from his home into their base, kind of like a secret area uh, that he covered with, you know, kind of like that that military mesh, that hunting mesh, so that no one could see it from above or that it would look disguised. Um, and he and he was in construction. He owned a construction company, so he uh, constructed his way into this mountain base that they had, and they allowed him to do that. The aliens allowed him to do that, according to Angelique, and so. He took her with him, and they went through this cave system, and they encountered this lavender being. Now, this lavender being was one that Angelie had been in contact with, telepathically. Once she started to meet with this individual uh, who wanted to take her, I believe his name was Dave, um, she started to get in contact with this uh, lavender individual, stated he was about four feet tall, uh, bulbous head, uh, kind of like the, the larger eyes, uh, very, very thin nose, thin mouth. And she was engaging with him telepathically. She was saying, you know, he was telling her, come, we, we, we want to talk to you, come to us. And, um, and so she went with Dave. They encountered this individual once they got through the cave system and into the base. Once they got to the base, there was this archway. They, get, they walked through the archway, and when they walked through the archway, they were able to see three 
tall, white, Nordic-like aliens. She stated their hair was white, that they were wearing like a um, swimsuit-like uh, clothing, and that they all communicated with her telepathically. They told her that they were waiting for her to arrive. She was continuing to engage with this lavender being through telepathic thought. She before she even got to this location, right? Like we had already talked about, she saw this um, this being on an aircraft in the solar system. And while he was on the aircraft in the solar system, he showed her uh, different different uh, planets within the star system behind him uh, through the windows of the craft. So keep in mind that this is not like science fiction. This is science fact. We have remote viewers who have contacted aliens through remote viewing. So if you're if you have the capability, you have the power, or you have the special, um, you know, special abilities to do this, or you know, some people are born with it, some people have to train with it, but anybody can do it. It's just a matter of focusing your energy on it. So I guess she was just kind of lucky that way. And when she got there, she got some very interesting information. They told her that she was hand-selected to come to Earth to deliver these messages. And her consciousness was the only consciousness that was able to be placed into her body to give this information, to pass as human, they said. And she met eight other individuals, many of which looked alien. Um, you know, she stated that the other eight, like, childlike individuals looked like they were half-manted, half-human. And that their consciousness wasn't able to, quote-unquote, pass for human. So they utilized their her, her special psychology and soul to pass for human and to come to this earth and to spread the word. And then she stated that she was told that she's done this through many lifetimes to pass the word, to get the word out, to make people aware that, that we need to ascend, that we have uh, other brothers and sisters in the universe that, that are in the galaxy, universe, you know, solar system, whatever, um, that are here, that want to help. And so she stated she's done this through multiple lifetimes. They showed her telepathically that she had done this through multiple lifetimes. And then what they also did is they did a body exam. They took her into a, into a room, and she stated there was a metal table there. And she was instructed to lay on the metal table. Um, and she looked around her, and all she saw was like kind of that, that two-way glass you know, just a black glass around her in a circle. And she stated that she was kind of like in one of those study rooms from like back in the 50s when you were when they show the show the movies where individuals are in college and they're in a circle, uh, the uh, concentric circles rising upward above like a surgeon. And while they're doing their work, the students watch. So it was kind of like a room like that. And she was in this room. But what they did is they took her consciousness out of her body while they worked on her. What they st what they stated to her while she was out of her body was that um, we're working on your body, we're healing you. There are some some things we're surprised about. She stated she was you know taking some medicine for her body, um, you know to maintain her health. And they stated that like she said her her root chakra was was uh, out of alignment. 
and they weren't expecting that, so they were starting to work on that. Um, she stated that while she was uh, in this, um, or before she jumped out of her body, before they pulled her out of her body, there was this like bright mist that allowed her to kind of float up out of her body and then look down on it. So like this mist was not only healing her body, but it was also healing her soul, which I found like super fascinating. That sounds like really high tech futuristic healing capabilities and it's really imaginative and it's really thoughtful because if you think about it she, like she was saying you know we all are energy even our soul is energy so if this like enlightening white mist has pro has healing properties and it, it can heal your your soul because it's energy so i think that's really really interesting and honestly this is one of the first alien encounters because it's not really an abduction uh, she walked up in there, but um, alien encounters where her she was taken out of her body and she could see her body. Um, sometimes what happens is, is that people have these like dissociative um, experiences in psychology uh, where they pop out of their body or they feel like they're disassociated from their body. They don't they don't necessarily see their body, but they feel like they're quote-unquote beside themselves and that's kind of where that comes from is that people feel like they're besides themselves because they don't feel like they're actually in their body they don't feel like they're part of their body but they don't necessarily see the body she actually was pulled out of her body her consciousness was pulled out while they were working on it and they spoke to her and community communicated to her now they placed her back in her body they healed her up and um, they said, we will always be able to be in contact with you with you, no matter what. You can always communicate with us telepathically. Um, but that they said that they, they wanted her to continue her mission, to continue to speak out um, and let folks know that uh, they, they are here, that they are here to help, um, that, you know, humanity is coming to uh, a point where we will ascend, where uh, there'll be a point of beginning and rebirth. An, like an end of a cycle, she said. So there'll be an end of a cycle and a beginning of a cycle. What does that mean? Does that mean that that all of humanity will cease to exist and that there'll be a new species? Um, does that mean the earth won't exist anymore? Does that mean that um, when we all pass that we will be ascending into some, some new spirit body? Um, you know, who knows, you know, that's, that's like one of the questions, um, that I have. I think one of the other questions is, you know, maybe we're heading towards this period of, you know, a reduction of money, you know, and, and a lack of need for money and, and that we are going to send into this like new way of living so that, um, you know, we can live in harmony and peace, um, <laughs> despite <laughs> what we are really living in right now, which is pretty rough. Um, but I look forward to it. I hope that my hope is that there will be a peace in the future for our children's sake, um, you know, and for our sake, of course, for our humanity's sake. Um, but her story really holds a lot of validity to it because the DIA officer that was there, <laughs> Richard Doty, stated, he said, you had two individuals come and interview you while you were doing your, um, your speaking event at DC. Um, she actually spoke at DC and was giving this like kind of like webinar about her experiences and, and trying to get the information out there. 
and when she did that, it was kind of an event. She, she made it aware and she, she publicized it and a few people came to it. It was at the Lincoln Memorial. And then she was interviewed afterwards by, you know, different, different people of the media and, you know, just individuals. Richard Doty stated that two individuals walked up to her, a man and a woman. And, you know, when they were interviewing her, he alluded to the fact that they were actually DIA agents that they they had interest in her her interaction with these beings and they wanted to know more information um specifically about one alien that she had encountered and specifically about uh some of the people that were part of this expedition that she went on um and so it's he stated that because they were interested in it and they went to go interview her that there was validity in her story you know that could be validated externally not just internally, but also externally, because if the government is interested, that means that there's something there that they don't know about yet, and they want to know about it. And if the government doesn't know about it yet, that means it's pretty new information, right? Because government's known about this stuff for quite some time now. Um, so that's really fascinating from Richard Doty's standpoint. Um, and Emory Smith was able to verify a lot of the information as well, you know, especially when it came to like the enlightened mist or the lightened mist that uh, came over her body and over her soul. He was familiar with that. So was Richard Doty. They both confirmed it. So, you know, it's it's so fascinating because there's so much information out there that doesn't always get put out there by Emory or Richard until someone else brings it up and he's like, and they're like, oh, yeah, we, we know about that as well. It's like, wow, you know, there's just this vast amount of information out there that we're still trying to pull up, still trying to get at. Um, and it's out there. But the way that Angelie spoke with it was so much conviction, so much passion um, that you can't deny it. I mean, you look at her, you listen to her story and she's telling it with 100 percent conviction 100% passion, um, and she she's not a DIA agent anymore. She Her whole purpose in life now is to get this information out, and she knows what her purpose is now. And that's validating, it's liberating, and it's, and it's a wonderful thing to see her uh, doing what, she, uh, what her soul's purpose is now. Um, and so I think that that's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, she, she did state that some of the aliens had their own characteristics, that the lavender being that kind of resembled more of like the greys that we know was a bit more compassionate um, than, the, uh, than the Nordics. The Nordics were a little bit more rigid and, and kind of like seemed a little bit snooty. Uh, I found that kind of interesting because I've seen different folks talk about uh, the tall whites in different ways. Usually they're pretty compassionate. It's the first time I've ever heard that they, they weren't um, as compassionate and maybe... Who knows? Who knows? Um, but it was interesting also that she did see other species there as well. Uh, she didn't get into too much detail because she was getting a lot of information about the specific aliens that she interacted with more than the ones that she saw. I'm sure that uh, as these episodes continue, she, she'll get into that. Uh, they're only like an hour long. Um, but this one is brand new. It's like it's season 19 and it just came out. So... I decided to look at it. I, I'm still getting through Cosmic Disclosure as a series, and um, I'm not to season 19 yet, but it did pop up in my feed, and I'm like, hmm, a new person. Let's check this one out. And I, I got to tell you, I'm excited because she is in the next episode, too. They, they gave a little trailer for that. Um, so I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated to find out a little bit more information about what she has to bring um, 
I think there'll be a lot more uh, that she hasn't talked about yet. Um, I mean, they, if they're making it her mission to divulge it, they're going to continue to feed it to her uh, telepathically. So this is just going to be a lot of fun moving forward and getting more and more information out. So I'm excited uh, to bring it to you. I'm excited to learn it. Um, I I feel a sense of like enlightenment, not, not enlightenment. I feel a sense of being lightened. I feel a sense of my soul being lightened after watching her episode because I feel that she is a pure soul and a pure person and not, not like, you know, not like in a, in a, um, not in a, what's the right word? She, she's very intelligent in her speech. She's very, very knowledgeable. She is a DIA previous agent, ex, ex DIA agent. Um, so, you know, she knows how to communicate very well, you know, using correct, very descriptive words. Um, and, and, um, her, her believability is there because they have to, they have to be believable, right? They, they can't always be telling, you know, lies out there. They have to be able to tell the truth at some point. And she's very believable. So, uh, very, very fascinating stuff. I hope that you enjoyed this. I will continue to talk about it uh, throughout some additional podcasts, but I wanted to bring you some of this initial info so that you can get into it, sink your teeth into it, and enjoy it. I hope you guys are having a great day, spiritually, physically, and emotionally, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, continue to question universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.